Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring master coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Benita Stafford Smith is a master certified coach, an accredited coach supervisor, and a certified systemic team coach. Overall, Benita has proudly coached over 5,000 hours with hundreds of clients spread across three continents. Having played a number of roles at ICF Global Committees, Benita is currently the chair of the ICF Global Board for Credentials and Standards. Now onto the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series. This is Coach Mal, and today my special guest is Benita Stafford-Smith from Musket, Oman. Can you give her a big round of applause and welcome her? Welcome to the show, Benita. Thank you, Mal. It's my pleasure to be here. How is Oman? Just give us a glimpse of the beauty. We've had some conversations in the pre-show about how beautiful it is. Um, tell us a little bit more about this lovely place you live. It is an absolutely a beautiful, amazing country. It, and interesting enough, the timeline mm. for Oman is beauty has an address. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, we, mm. we are, Muscat in particular is, uh, is squished in between the mountains and the sea oh. and lined with palm trees. So it's, a, it's like a resort is the only oh. way to explain it. It's very <laughs> I'm already imagining. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely a, a place to be. And, and I know that you're actually, is it the founder of ICF? in Oman, is that true? That's absolutely true. <laughs> I'm really proud to say that actually. Mm. That was quite a journey. Uh, mm. I arrived in Oman in 2007, and of course no one had ever heard of coaching. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, well, yeah, that's just the way it was. So the education yeah. started. And in 2015, we got our, we got 20 members, 20 coaches, yay! <laughs> a chapter <laughs> yeah it was it was quite a journey and it continues mm. I mean, the journey can continues with some absolutely amazing coaches and yeah. absolutely amazing people taking care of icf online so. Mm, mm. so i i know that you are originally from canada that's what you mentioned before in the in the pre-show um mm. And you've been in Oman for the last 13 years. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about that coaching journey that has taken you, obviously, to many places. And of course, Oman is one of them. So my coaching journey has been amazing. I don't know a coach who, who doesn't say that. Coaching is such an amazing profession. But uh, I started coaching uh, when I was in Canada. I started mm. a, a practice there I had been yeah. in I went from technology sales ah. to coaching <laughs> it seems like a funny <laughs> spin, but, but you know, this is like yeah yeah it is <laughs> yes and uh, so I started my coaching practice in in Canada mm. and then, so how I got to Oman is is uh, it's okay I'll share that is it okay yeah. to oh to please master? love to have that story yeah so I, I I was a single parent all my life 
Mm. And my son graduated from university, I decided, okay, it's my turn. So I decided that I would work internationally. Yeah. Had never heard of Oman, didn't know where it was, what it was about. But as a coach, I believe in placing intention. And mm. I had an intention to work internationally. But yeah. also as a coach, I think it's important not to get attached to the results and to let it come to you rather than try and force it and push it and, you know, make it hard work. Yeah. And voila, I ended up in this absolutely beautiful country and have been here for 13 years through, through a series of coincidences. But again, as a coach, I don't believe there's any such thing as a coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. A little birdie told me that it was perhaps intentionally for one year first. How did that kind of extend to the extra years, if you don't mind us speaking into that? <laughs> you know, it's just such a beautiful country and it's so different than Canada. You know, Canada is very cold. It's a beautiful country also. Yeah. Uh, I'd lived there all my life and it's very, very cold. And here I was in this beautiful I will call it a paradise and I had a fabulous job coaching uh, which I love to do and uh, and you know pioneering that I I like to pioneer also it's one of my Mm. my favorite things in life to do I like pioneering things and so it was beautiful here I am in this beautiful country I get to pioneer coaching yeah life is good So, it, you know, one year yeah. turns into another year, turns into another year. And mm. you look back and you go, wow, wow. Mm. Have I really been here for 13 years? But wow. 13 glorious years, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. It does definitely has the address written there with beauty, right? You were saying before. Um, I'm just very curious, Benita. You did share that you were from a different industry before you went into coaching, right? Yes. Could you share a little bit about how that transition happened for you? Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds mysterious. You know, <laughs> it from definitely is. Sales. Oh, and, yeah. And, and in particular, I was in the Unix world. So it was, you know, very, uh, you know, it was very analytical, very male dominated. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I loved the technology industry. Also, I worked in that industry for about 15 years. Wow. But, you know, it was, I, it, I'd had enough. You know, it was great. I loved it. I loved it while I was doing it and was yeah. successful. It. But you know, mm. you start to get restless and you start to get a calling for something else. Yeah. I was actually on an airplane coming back from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, actually, okay. where I had been meeting some clients, and I was coming back to Canada, and I was reading an article that said, uh, um, "Have you got a coach?" And I'm like, well, "What is this coach thing?" <laughs> I was, and I read this article about this new industry called coaching founded by Thomas Leonard. And I thought, that looks so interesting. I'm just going to, you know, have a look at that. And I, and I had a peak and another peak and another peak. And soon enough, I signed up for my coach training. (laughs) (laughs) One too many peaks there and (laughs) sign up. Okay. It just evolved. You know, it was just, it's a fascinating industry. And the, uh, you know, my major in university was psychology. I've always been fascinated by people. And, you know, when you work in sales, people are pretty fascinating also. This, you know, I worked in pretty high-end technology sales for General Electric. So 
And I met some really, really fascinating people. And I've always been fascinated with people. So yeah. the coaching thing was just perfect. Mm. Like, oh yeah. And I'm so glad that it was a new, I didn't, I couldn't have done it earlier. It was a new industry then. It was in the early nineties. Yes. And many of the guests that have come to the show, Benita, have mentioned about that magazine. I'm just now so curious. It's like, oh my gosh, this ad, this little ad has impacted, shall I say, in, infected quite one too many of these crazies. <laughs> and these crazies now go out there and impact the world. It's like amazing. It is. You know, when oh. I, I also, you know, as a coach, I, I honestly, one of my philosophies is when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. So of course that magazine, yeah, I was ready. And the magazine article came at the perfect time. Yeah. The world is, is, is a pretty amazing place and it will unfold if we let it, <laughs> if we let it. The, that is the caveat, right? If, if we allow that to happen in our lives, it's, it's like when we work with our clients, it's the same thing, isn't it? They have their free will to yeah. choose. Yeah. And that I think is the beauty of coaching. Mm. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I, and I also don't think there's such a thing as a wrong choice. Mm. It's just mm. a choice. Exactly. <laughs> See where it goes. <laughs> there might be a better choice you'll make next time. <laughs> but if it's not wrong, you'll always learn something. There's always something in it. Yeah, and every choice leads to a certain type of adventure. I just love what we are saying right now, even. Right? It, it has led you to Oman. It has led you to staying. It has led you into even starting ICF in Oman. And of course, you've seen other stuff that happened through that yeah. journey, impacting life around the world as well. Um, if you were to put it all in those years in numbers, how, how many years has that been, Benita? Mm. <laughs> that I've been coaching? <laughs> yeah. A very, very long time. Okay, okay. So coaching. we'll just... I have yeah. been coaching for 30 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's just befitting that I ask you this next question. We have that three key insights that we would like to distill from you, Benita from okay. your three decades of coaching, <laughs> maybe one for each. <laughs> one for each decade, good idea. So for decade number one, everything changes. Everything will, will change. Oh, wow. That's the best insight. That's the good news and the bad news. Yeah. It will change. Mm. So just don't get too attached to your ideas and your thoughts and your opinions and it will change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That's for the first decade to think about. And for the second decade is that our clients are our teachers. Wow. They, yes, they will teach us amazing things. We're aware and listening and mm. respecting our clients. They will mm. be our teachers. <laughs> and the third thing is that life is an absolutely amazing journey. It is a journey, and my insight is just hop on and go for the ride. Because <laughs> remember, everything will change. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> it goes back again to number one. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> no refunds. 
you know. <laughs> Have fun. Get Enjoy going. the journey. Get going. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I am one who really loves being on rides, right? uh, outdoor, you know, going to those theme parks. I love it. And the, the thing that I hate most is when I know it's coming to the end and it's got to have that last loop, right? And then, you know, it kind of slows down. And you're like, oh, I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out. And then there's another beeline of people trying to jump in, right? And you're like, no, I want to go one more round. And, and it feels like that. It feels like that with life, isn't it? Like what you said, if you hop on to that journey, and just allow that to bring you through that mm -hmm. there is no right no wrong you're, you're you're in it and you're just it's how you respond to it and choose along the way powerful you know, you know like we always say in coaching you've got to start <laughs> you've got to hop on and it's the same thing in coaching you know you mm -hmm. can have all kinds of plans and all kinds of ideas but at some point in time <laughs> That's the thing that most people forget is that yeah, you have to take action. Very nice. And what do you say to those who just want to, you know, fold their arms and observe from afar? It's like, mm, it's okay. I, I just want to, to watch while it happens, you know, then I get the understanding from a, from a different perspective. And then I'll consider to dip my little toe next, right? <laughs> Yes, then I say, good for you. That's excellent. If that's what works for you, then that's what you do. That's hopping. For some people, that's hopping on. Mm, so it's just a different way. For yeah. some, they would hop on that way. And for some, they would hop on a different way. That's beautiful. And isn't that what makes life so interesting? So we're all different. How boring if we were all exactly the same. Whoa. <laughs> Right, it's what makes life so fascinating. So, with that, Benita, I'm going to ask you about that bravest step that you've taken as a coach. Uh, do you have that brave story that you want to share with us? You know, I think for me, the brave story is coming to Oman. I, I've been thinking about that. I mean, I mm. had no idea where I was coming. <laughs> I'd never heard of this country, but I, you know, I, I didn't know where it was. Or what I what I didn't know what to expect, yeah. And 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 I think that was a blessing actually. Mm. It was a blessing not to know. Mm. You know, it's an Arab country. If you look on the map, you know, Oman is this little country. We're surrounded by Saudi, Yemen, <laughs> like, and you're thinking, mm, really, <laughs> really, that's where I'm going. <laughs> but it doesn't do it justice. And I and I'm glad I didn't think about it a lot. It just. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. It was a big leap of faith. It was a huge, mm. huge leap. Mm. But it felt right. And that's, mm. you know, sometimes it just feels right and you have to do it. Mm. See, what, see what happens. You have to hop on, <laughs> right? Absolutely. It, it sounds like I had a bell coming in. It says, ding, it's time oh. to hop on. <laughs> Come on for the ride. You got your ticket? <laughs> Beautiful. There was a job waiting for me, and that's something. I mean, you can't beat it. You know, here's a, here's a job. Come here, work here. Yeah. There's a job. Yeah. Here's your plane ticket. Okay, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just curious because I know quite a 
number of people who would say that would be so crazy, right? Because it's not planned out all the way. Some people like to have that, that fullness of the picture before they jump full in, right? Many people told me this before I left. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I heard it. Are you crazy? You're a woman going to an Arab country you don't even know anything about? Uh, yeah, I knew I wasn't crazy, so I was okay. Mm. So with, with that attitude of exploration, you know, with that open heart, is there any other thing that caused you to choose this path? Yeah, I had been a very responsible person all my life. A single parent brought my son up. He finished university. I had no help from his father. I did it all by myself, financially, time well done. And it was great fun. But my time, it was my time. <laughs> I'd Got done it. my duty. Got it. And, I, you know, I'm not that, you know, it was a hard duty. It was great fun. It was really a fabulous journey also. But now it was my journey. There is a big wide world out there. And I just wanted to have a peek. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I love what you just said about it's my time. And you and I know it's the permission that we sometimes don't give ourselves. Exactly. We've probably met um, many individuals that say, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here because, because, because. And rightfully, we know some of their reasons, right? It could be finance. It could be the big job that they've worked all their life for. And, and then there is this little voice within, right? It's like, are you really doing it for you or are you doing it for someone else? Yeah. And that's a tough one, I reckon. It is. It is oh. a tough one. And I mean, it's really interesting, but you know, what I encourage people to think about that yeah. is they say they're stuck, but are <laughs> yeah. you stuck? Yeah. You know, that's your yeah. choice right now. And instead, so of, instead of looking at it that way that you're stuck, it's this is what you've chosen to do right now. Hop on and enjoy the journey. Yeah, you're true. not stuck. If finances are your problem, well, put a plan in place to clear that up and you can go later, but you're not yeah. stuck. That's so good. It's how we think about, you know, what's the old expression? Was it glass half empty or half full, right? It's how we see it at that point of time. I love your reframes that you just said just now. Um, you're not stuck. You're not. You're not. If, if you choose to believe you're stuck, that's fine also. It's your yeah. life. <laughs> I would say that people, you know, you can choose to be as miserable as you like. It's your life. Go ahead. That's the way I'm planning on living. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I've got to ask you this, right? If you had a chance to do any of this all over again, would you do anything I, differently? I would do it all again. <laughs> I could do it all again and again and again. Would I do anything different? I'm not sure. I think mm. maybe uh, in the early years, as a single parent, I, I think I wouldn't have stress, stressed so much. Um, mm. I would, you know, I, I, I had a mediocre job um, and I was going back to university and I was doing a lot of things to improve myself, but it, yeah. you know, I, my resources were limited and I think I would yeah. have not stressed about that so much. Mm. It didn't really matter. It turned out just great, right? Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, I put myself under a bit of pressure that I didn't have to. Got it. For sure. I think we all have habits. <laughs> That's one of mine. <laughs> it's not a very good habit, but <laughs> it still is there sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, I hear you. I have mine too. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are younger coaches that, that come up to me and say, how is that couple of early years? Right? What do I do? Do I have to get this done and that done? And especially these days, right? You've got so much options, many more than, than when we started, I guess. Um, and when you started, which was earlier than me. <laughs> My coaching so, is a different profession now. Very different. Yeah. But what would you say to these young um, coaches coming in? I still work with the young coaches here in Oman and, mm. and across actually across the EMEA. And um, the thing I always tell them is believe in yourself. Mm. Believe, believe, believe in yourself and share your gifts with the world because right. they have gifts. You can't keep it to yourself. You've got to share that. And it's, it sounds simple. It's not. But if you remember to your what you're doing is sharing your gifts with the world that needs that gift. Yeah. Yeah. Then all those questions come the answers come easier. Mm. But doubting, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? That constant guessing and juggling back and forth. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Make mm. a choice. See what happens. Make another choice. See what happens. <laughs> you, you know, you just make it sound so simple and so possible, Benita. Can I say that? It's, it's like, it's okay. Dust yourself up. Make another choice. It's yeah. all right. Those people Is who it... don't fall down, Mel, they aren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fall down. <laughs> it's... I'm learning something, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just wondering, right? What are the lessons for those who fall down so many times? <laughs> I'm sure there, there is many as well. There's absolutely, there's lots of people mm. who try over and over and over again. Mm. I mean, and there's lots of really famous stories about, um, you know, people who are famous yes. who have failed yes. many, many yeah. times and just kept at it. I think the the guy who made, it sounds like a funny example, the guy who made the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking about him as well. <laughs> he went bankrupt something like 52 times or something. And I thought, oh, wow, that's perseverance. Good for him. <laughs> I would have called him something else. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, he was very successful in the end. But do people stay long enough? It's a hard decision. Oh, you know, and it's a personal decision. No one can make it for you except you. Mm. But he <laughs> fell down and fell down and fell down and got up and got up and got up. <laughs> I'm curious, right? Is there a time where you say enough is enough? Because it, could it be that this person maybe was not called to be a coach or I don't know. Yeah. You know, Mel, I think that's perfect. What you're saying mm. is it's, it's a calling and yeah. as long as we hear that, yeah. um, as long as we hear that and have that inner drive and that inner passion to get up again, then it's not time to quit. Yeah. 
right? But yeah. when you've lost interest and you don't care, you know, something you don't care, but you're just, you know, ah, that coaching thing, forget it. It's time to quit. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be working with our clients to make the world a better place. Mm. You can't walk into that going, ah, who cares? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not helping yourself, you're not helping them, you're not helping their communities, their their families, their worlds. Yeah. So why are you doing it? When you lose mm. that passion, then yeah, it's time to stop. I don't think it's giving up. I think it's just saying, okay, something else. The yeah. passion isn't here. Got it. I love that. And perhaps for the the ones that have tried and have been um, okay in the results that they're getting. What would be your encouragement to them uh, to enhance? You know, again, I would recommend for people to work with a coach. I mean, people are always surprised when I say this, but I have a coach. I still have a coach. I've had a coach for not quite 30 years, but pretty close. Um, and that's a really, for me, that's such a great, I'm going to call it a tool. That yeah. is just, it's just a way for me to make my life easier. And I'm all in for making my life easier. <laughs> So, so, you know, the insights are, are amazing. And so I would always advise people to get a, a coach, a professional coach. Got it. I'm just wanting to also get clarity, right? Um, because there are obviously many types of coaches these days, right? There is the business side of things. Um, yes. There could be someone for... Um, to help you in the skill set of coaching. So that could be a mentor coach, for example. And then, you know, we also have coach supervisors, right? Um, could you kind of elaborate on the differences? I do all of them. So okay. <laughs> I, coach. I work with clients, so one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Uh, I'm an executive coach yeah. and work with, with the senior professionals in, in helping them to get clarity around what they, what their contribution to their organizations and to their worlds is yeah. from a coaching perspective. Yeah. A mentor coach, uh, coaches wanting to get a credential. So that's around yeah. the core competencies and code of ethics that they yeah. must know and must yes. be able to execute at different levels, depending on what level of credential they're applying. So I mentor coaches around the core competencies and the code of ethics. Yep. And I'm also an accredited supervisor. Uh, so I supervise coaches, um, mostly across different parts of Europe. And I mostly work with team coaches because their coaching is very, very complex. But a supervisor works with, work, a supervisor works with the coach and it's about who the coach is. So it's mm, about improving mm. your practice. And of course, I have a supervisor also because I think that's a, a really important tool for me to use to improve my, my work. Mm. Um, but it's a, supervision is not about the, the tasks. It's not about the competencies or the ethics. It's about who you are and what stops wow. you as a coach. Mm. And we all have clients that trigger us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like... Yeah. Is I ever going to learn anything? Ah! <laughs> and that's yes. not the client's problem, by the way. That's why I say our clients are our teachers. That's the coach's Beautiful. problem. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. I find it, again, I find it absolutely fascinating to work with that 
that supervision modality. <laughs> Again, people are absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. You brought a lot of clarity. I'm sure that everyone listening to this um, episode will really benefit from the differences that you just mentioned and the uniqueness of each of these coaches and roles. Beautiful. Yes, thank you. You can tell now that I'm pretty still passionate about coaching after oh. all these years. <laughs> yes, yes. Amazing. After all these years, you know. Um, it has changed so much. You, you alluded to that earlier. This profession has changed so much from when I first started coaching. Yeah. And I yeah. find that to be quite a fascinating journey also. And hence, we segue nicely into the next question. I'm sure you know. <laughs> it's about the future. What yeah. do you think, Benita? What is the future looking like? Coaching mm. is this big open space. Um, you know, I, I think what will happen is it will become more differentiated. And mm -hmm. by that, I mean, coaches will specialize more instead of just yeah. being general. You know, when I first started coaching, the coach was a coach was a coach. That's all you yeah. did, coach. You didn't, you didn't call yourself a business coach or a, an executive coach yeah. or a team coach or a mentor coach. Everybody coached. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. But now yeah. we're seeing that we're seeing specialties. Coaches are are not only have coaching competencies, but they have specialties. Yeah. And that's my area that I love to work in. And that's where I contribute the best. So and I think we'll see more and more of that as mm. this profession, you know, coaching is a pretty new profession. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, I think ICF is celebrating the 25th year this year. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty, pretty much being a baby in a baby industry. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just got its legs now and it's starting to to form to get to get some some adolescent stages I'll say and people may not agree with me about about that but I think we're starting to see some definition about what is a coach what is what do coaches do what's my area of specialty and I think we're starting also to I think the future will see some different ways of delivering coaching mm. um, you know, it was fascinating with the COVID because everybody started coaching on Zoom and some yeah. people started coaching on the phone. And that just made me laugh because when I started coaching, that's the only kind of coaching we did was on the phone. There was no Zoom. <laughs> We're coming back one circle, <laughs> back to the phones. Yeah. So I, but I think we'll see, you know, delivery, delivery using, combining different modalities, also in-person, Zoom, email, short sessions, long sessions. Some coaches will work with on-demand coaching, yeah. you know, but this is a, a little secret that I'll reveal about. Mm -hmm. Thomas yes. Leonard, who was the, considered the father of the coaching industry. I can remember yeah. many, many years ago being on a call with Thomas and he's, he said, I have a confession to make. <laughs> Because what he said was, no, you, you're contracting. We didn't call it contracting then, but your contracting and coaching is two sessions a month, one hour each for 12 months. And that was the formula, period. Okay. Okay. On this call, he goes, well, I have a confession to make. I do on-demand coaching. And we're like, get <laughs> out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was like. The cardinal oh. rule, you broke it. Yes. And it was his rule. <laughs> Ooh, so, okay. so interesting and i think we'll see more of that evolution mm -hmm. um so it will become more uh 
craft, it will become more crafted to the client's needs. Oh, that's so good. That's why, how I see the future. It mm -hmm. is a very client driven business already. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think we'll see it differentiate and become even more customized to that client. Mm -hmm. And I've heard many schools of thoughts on this, right? And of course, probably where I'm at with that and same with you, which we coaches talk about professionalism, ethics, excellence of what we do in our craft, right? And then there are some that says, why do we need to be a part of this group that regulates us, you know? Uh, what do you say to that? I say you don't have to. Hey, <laughs> choice again. There we go. It's your, it's your profession. It's your yeah. reputation. Mm. Um, I would not go to a doctor <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't have a certificate. I wouldn't get on a plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So many things I wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't work with a coach who isn't credentialed and hasn't, yeah, doesn't respect their profession enough to do mm. that. But mm. if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Doesn't mean you aren't a good coach, but yeah, it to me it says something about your credibility. That's all. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I've I've done half the time of of what you have done. So mine's been 15 years, right? And nice. Congratulations. I, <laughs> thank you. Um, and I joined the, the ICF immediately once I graduated. Right? And I've been oh, a member nice. since working my way. Perhaps this is a little bit like the very driven person that I am, right? Oh, ACC first. And then after that, the PCC. And then, you know, got to get to MCC. You know what I mean? And then when I've reached there, right? It's like, oh, now what? There's no grandmaster CC up there. Hmm. Supervision. Oh, yeah, exactly. I realize that it starts again and again and again. It's like that constant learning. Yeah. That I go through every day. Yes. And that's the beauty of professional coaching. Mm. Because we continually learn. We continually grow. And I think it's it's a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a personality or a, or a habit of coaches, but coaches are are lifelong learners. Every coach <laughs> I know is like we're addicted to learning. Oh yeah, yeah. Gimme, gimme. <laughs> I want some more. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting, and I don't know what that is, but I and I'm making a generalization. I realize that, but it's it seems to be true amongst most of the coaches I know. Yeah. Mm. I, I guess in a way for me, I guess it's it's not sitting on your laurels and just say I've arrived, right? And, or oh, there's nothing else I can learn. There is so much you can learn from exactly what you said, from your client to anyone around you. I, I Actually, I learned best, I think, through my coaching journey of 15 years of how I worked with my children growing oh. up nice yes and i thought they were my coaches right they were my supervisors right because they knew when i was coaching them they knew i was just putting it on it was not you know really i wanted to do it from my heart and there's so many layers of that and it's really interesting i do uh I do some training, some coaching skills for for managers. And the first thing people always say is, I'm going to take this home and try it out in my spouse. I'm like, no, I wouldn't Ooh, do that. that. 
I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> they'll go, yeah, yeah, but it'd be great. I'm like, mm, no, I wouldn't recommend it. And every time they go home and they try it, they come back and they say, you're right, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's, that's the thing. It's not about just going there to fix something. It's not about that because the, the exactly. whole reflection reflects it back and deflects it back to us. It begins with us and yes. it always will, right? And in all that we do, even as coaches, it's, it starts with how is our presence even with ourself? Yeah, how do we show up? Yeah. And, you know, and, mm. and you know, coaching your spouse, you have a different relationship with your spouse than you do with a client. Yes, you need to understand that. A different sort of contracting there. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think it's one of the things I think is really interesting too, and we don't perhaps pay as much attention to it in coaching, but I think context is really important. Yeah. You know, I often say context is king. Mm. Because I, I, have, I really, as a coach, I really have to be present and listening and aware to understand your context. That's right. That's right. I know my, well, sometimes I know my context. It's hard enough for me to know my context, never mind yours. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that we have to really be able to bridge between to get the other mm. person's context. Mm. And yeah. so what's the relationship? Mm. Mm. So good. Just when you were saying it, I, I had this thought. It's like, how curious are you about your coach's context? Yeah. Versus being so curious that you're asking the question based on your context. Yes. It's like, oh, thank you. That just, that just came. <laughs> and, and working in different cultures, you know, really helps oh. you really helps you understand that um, that's it's a that's an amazing journey in itself is working across different cultures it's uh, it's fascinating how has that been right because as you say you were from Canada you came into this new culture of course you live through these years in this culture does culture play a big part on the impact of coaching yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. It absolutely, absolutely does. And mm. when I say our clients are our teachers, yeah, work in another culture and you will learn so much <laughs> about yourself and you will learn how you think, mm. how you process information, how you make decisions that mm. you weren't even aware of before because everybody you knew made their decisions that way. So, right? yeah. Yeah. so now all of a sudden you're in a different culture and, and mm. people it's a different context yeah and you're like well just mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so i you know you learn so much about yourself that's an amazing journey i think you you become more open I'm trying to think of his name the, the who wrote the book let um the theory you Otto Schoen. talks yeah. about three things open heart open mind, mind. and open, open will. will yeah and if you have those three things yeah working with another culture, you will be on an amazing journey. You will learn so much, but you have to have open heart, open mind, open will. Mm, so true. Otherwise you're just, well, we don't do that in my country. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
Mm. Right? We don't we don't use our hands to eat yeah. in, in our country. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had an interesting experience with a with a client one time. Again, it was an executive team, and we we uh, were in a hotel, so we had a, a room, and then we went for lunch in the restaurant, and it was really fascinating. What a, and what a sweet, gentle soul this man was, and he said, uh, Benita, you don't you know, is it okay with you? Do you mind if I eat with my hands? And oh. I just said, no, you know, I don't mind if you eat with your hands, if you don't mind if I eat with a fork. And it, you know, that's, that's context, that's culture. Yeah. You know, because he's probably like, what is she doing? <laughs> like, really, what do you need a fork for, lady? <laughs> right? <laughs> really? And there was understanding and respect in the way it, it was seeking permission for that. And, oh. That's beautiful. Yes, the respect, mm. you know, if you have an open heart and open mind and open will, you will respect mm. others. They mm. aren't the same as you. And thankfully, as I said before, thankfully, they're not the same as me, right? Because this is how I learn. Yeah. Yeah, that opens up the worlds. So beautiful. Um, we're coming up to the uh, end of the interview. And I always ask this question before we end. What is that powerful question from you, master coach of 30 years? <laughs> yeah, the powerful question. And I think it's different for everybody, by the way. Of course. So I'm going to share what, what was for me a really powerful question and really changed the way I showed up in the world. Mm. So this is, this is a, my my question and i hope it, it works for some other people too but the question i always ask myself now is what would i do if i was 10 times bolder wow. what would i do wow. and you know it's, it's a really powerful question for me for some people it's not powerful they're like well i know what i do but for me it is so i would invite for if for people that resonates with to to really think about it and answer the question for the rest of your life <laughs> that's so beautiful and that's so brave one of the things that i believe in strongly uh, in my context is also that that boldness that bravery to step out and that has just 10x my experience thank you benita <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome and mel i'm curious though what's your powerful question Oh, what's the question Ooh. you ask yourself? That is so, so nice of you. It's hard to pick mm. one, I know. <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult to pick one. <laughs> yeah, and, and what I'm sensing right now is a simple one. Who do I really want to be? Nice. Simple. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. That's a beautiful question. There are so many, isn't it? And, and it, it, it just resonates um, with each one of us. And, and that one resonates very deeply within me. Yeah. I ask myself that quite a bit. So, Benita, this is a time where I invite you to share with us your media handles, um, different ways of how people can come in contact with you. Uh, you can find me by my name, of course, on LinkedIn, Benita Stafford-Smith. 
And um, you can find me on blsscoaching.com. And there's some information about some of the things I do. Uh, and you can also find out information from me is I manage a coaching practice for a small HR consultancy here called Tecatif. And if you can say it, that's great. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fabulous job. So you can also find the information from me from their website, which is tecatif.com. I should say thank you. It's been a pleasure to host you, Benita. Um, you've made it so enjoyable. It's like that ride that I was talking to you about. <laughs> it just keeps on going higher. I'm just waiting for the dip, right? It's like, come on. <laughs> really, really. Um, you are truly a blessing. And That's I just want to say that. Um, continue to be that blessing, not just in Oman, but in all those places and people's hearts that you will touch. And with that, guys, um, we've got to go. <laughs> This has been the 100 Master Coaches show today, of course, with Benita from Oman. And this is Coach Mel from Melbourne signing off, saying, catch you on the next one. Bye for now. You have been watching the 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Brought to you by Catalyst Coach www.catalystcoach.live We will be right back with our next Master Coach on the 100 Master Coaches series.